We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And, you know, I'm sorry, I, I just got a little bit sentimental because I realized that I will only say that one more time. I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say yeah, anything. Yeah, because next week will be my retirement weekend. Uh, and yeah, so after that, I don't know what I'll say. I, I'll still be Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky. I'm not sure where I'll be hailing from. But but people keep asking, are we going to continue this show? And yes, we are. Sorry to disappoint you. Because <laughs> really, that'll be it, right? It'll be done. There won't be any more wrestling of the basics, right? Because you're retiring. There could be a right? half hour more programming on Saturday morning <laughs> on, on KFU Radio. But no, our plan, our hope is we will continue doing wrestling with the basics until... Uh, maybe like the Passover <laughs> forever. That's what he said. It's a it's an institution for forever. But you see, not really. We're going to have five more seconds, approximately, on wrestling the basics because you won't have to say <laughs> both churches' names and where they're That's located. Right. So it's That's like right. five extra bonus seconds every episode. <laughs> That's right. There'll be bonus seconds in the future. <laughs> I'm sure we'll fill them with something very meaningful oh, and sure. very worthwhile. <laughs> That's right. But it has been a joy. You know, we should say because we. Will We'll have one more episode before I officially retire, uh, but it has been a blessing working there. Uh, and, and so what I'd like to share with you is actually the text we shared with him for my final Easter. And That's it was, right. It, it was a little bit verklempt for me to be thinking about. I'm not going to be doing any more Easter services there. And I wonder whether I will do more Easter services because generally people do their own Easter services. You know, you don't ask a, a retired pastor yeah. to come in and preach for you or something. Uh, I guess if I had a vacancy, I might be doing sure. that. I uh, suspect there will be no shortage of preaching requests for you to come somewhere. Yeah, Easter but, Sunday, maybe not, but yeah, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, probably the Sunday after Easter. No. It might be. That could be. People, come on. I want to get away. And, and so, so by the way, I am available. I will be available as of the 19th. If anybody needs somebody to preach for him, just in, give in, me a phone call. In the call. St. Louis metro area and, and up, up north, up north in Minnesota. Too. Yeah, yeah, because we'll be heading up there uh, immediately after my retirement. We'll be up there until October. So if you want to get anybody up, up around uh, Northfield, Minnesota, let me know. We'd love to help you out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so here it is. It's 1 Corinthians 15, Matt. That's that's what we did. Did you say verklempt? What? Verklempt. Verklempt. Have you ever got verklempt? I don't, that sounds like a disease. No, I don't think no. I want to be ver, verklempt. No, it, it, it's, it's when you just kind of get overwhelmed by your emotions. Oh, yeah. You know, and a little tear starts yeah. to come, and you have to kind of grit your teeth. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Didn't, yeah, verklempt. yeah. Verklempt. Yeah, you've never been ver- you've been verklempt before. Probably so. But I, you did I just not didn't know. know it. I wasn't it was, pro- now you know. I wasn't properly diagnosed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, 
So First Corinthians 15, Matt. And, okay. And, and, okay, so here's, here's what I, I... Don't you love it when you study the Bible and all of a sudden it makes sense to you? <laughs> <laughs> I know you and I don't have that experience very often. So when it does, oh, it feels great. really good, yeah, doesn't it? You made a new insight. Oh, yeah, I love it, love it. Well, because I think I finally understood what Paul is trying to get in First Corinthians 15. Well, let's just read it, and I'll just share with you the thoughts that came to me. Okay? okay. Go ahead. Uh, begin the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So here's the th- when I read through, it struck me. So the, the problem is if your faith is in vain. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he actually, in the English, that word is used repeatedly. But for some reason, he uses a different Greek word here uh, that simply means there's no basis to it. So, so that's the point. Uh, and in fact, I thought it was interesting. He, he isn't worried about the Corinthians falling back into sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not worried about them becoming overwhelmed uh, by doubts. And I'm not saying those aren't concerns, right? I, I mean, you, you sin daily, don't you, man? Sure. Oh, yeah, you bet. <laughs> Oh, you didn't see me. That seemed a little hypocritical to me. Oh, sure, you bet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to slander you. <laughs> yeah, you, you can ask my wife, John. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Daily she, and she, much. All right. So, so anyway, and, and doubt's a problem, right? The third article of the creed, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or come to him. But, but the fact of the matter is, if Jesus Christ is risen from the grave, those, those things will be taken care of, right? Right, yes. Jesus Christ. That's what He died for. He suffered. He died. Gave His life as a ransom. You talked about that last week. The, the, the blood of the Lamb being shed so our, our sins could be forgiven. But now, of course, if He didn't rise from the grave, then I guess that was just a lie. All that stuff about I'm dying for you, right? I yeah, gave, yeah, yeah. I'm dying, and then the, the the promise to rise three days later. If He doesn't follow through on that, well, so then it's just it's all a yeah, lie. It's that's just, it. Nice talk, but and and the same thing as far as faith is concerned, because we do believe that uh, uh, though we cannot believe by our own reason or strength, the Holy Spirit calls us by the gospel, enlightens with His gifts. Again, that's the promise that Jesus made, right? He said to the disciples, oh, "You just hang around Jerusalem until you receive the power from on high. I'll, I'll send you the Spirit." But again, if He's not risen from the grave, well, then I guess who's going to send the Spirit? Who's going to yep. do that? See, um, so so it's interesting. Uh, read that. Read the next verse, verse three. There, sure. For I deliver to you as of first importance what right, I also let's received. Let's just stop there. So, so here's the thing. What we just celebrated on Easter that is of first importance. Yes. Because if your faith is in vain, if there's no basis for that, mm-hmm, if he didn't mm-hmm. really rise from the grave, well, then you might as well just scrap the whole thing. Why are you wasting your time listening to us? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, why are they wasting their time? <laughs> that is a question. Isn't it? Regardless, yeah, of, of yeah. what the text says. <laughs> but seriously, if, so so he really needs to be resurrected from the dead, and that's when I realize what Paul is trying to do here is to give us proof that Jesus Christ really is resurrected from the dead. Uh, now, some of the proofs are obvious. But I think there's a couple of proofs that I never really thought of before. Okay. Okay. Right, so a couple of new things I learned when I was studying this text. All right. You want to keep on reading there? Yeah, start start he, a good, go ahead. Because he gives all these examples then. Because like you said, no, why even go to church? Why be a Christian? Why Why anything? Why even have any hope in this life if Christ is still dead? So, yeah, here's our proofs. Yeah. Yeah. Here's examples. And, and, and as he'll say later in this chapter, we will get to it. He says, you know, if, if he didn't rise from the dead, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, which again is a different word for in vain. That means it's absolutely just worthless. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. kind of foolish yeah. and wasting your time. So, okay. And our jokes aren't even that good. There wasn't even any reason to listen for the jokes. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you tune in for the first few minutes, maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't even know if you do. Oh, that, that intro is pretty good. Yeah, well, but, okay. but we didn't yeah, do that. That's right. The, the intro that Paul yeah, Clayton yeah, made yeah, for us that, years that ago. Worth that's it. worth hearing. Okay. okay. Anyway, let's, let's get at this. <laughs> right. And I'll show you the first proof that he's resurrected. All right. Uh, verse 3, yeah. Okay, verse 3. Uh, again, for I deliver to you as a first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried who was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. All right, let me just stop there because I never noticed this before. So what's the okay. first proof of his resurrection? It's found in that verse right there. How do you know for sure he was resurrected from the dead? Well, he died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, he was buried. Yeah. And then it's in accordance with the scriptures that he was raised. Yeah. Okay. And see, I never noticed that. So if, if, if he's probably writing to Jews here, don't you think? There are probably some Jews that sure, were reading this letter. Oh, sure. So, so if you're a believing Jew, what do you believe? You believe whatever the scriptures say, that's what's going to happen. In fact, you've got an entire library called the Old Testament that is evidence of that. You, What was the story you told us last week? The Passover. Yeah, what happened to the Passover? What did God say was going to happen? God said that the the tenth plague, the firstborn were going to die. Yeah, unless they kill that lamb and smear the blood on the door frames, and then, then the lives will be saved inside. And what happened? That's exactly what happened. They spread the blood, and yeah, the, those families were saved inside. And so, if you got the whole Old Testament, God says He's going to do something, and boom, that's what's going to happen. You better believe it. Might take you forty years, right? Might take you seventy years. Yep. But trust me, if God says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So from the Jewish standpoint, oh, well, yeah, that's what the scripture said. So I guess, I suppose, yeah, we should know. That's um, Isaiah 53, right? He's going to suffer. He's going to take our sins upon him. Yeah, uh, his, our, his wounds, by his wounds, we'll be yep, healed. Definitely, yep. Um, Acts chapter 2. Oh, what was that passage? Do you remember the passage in Acts chapter 2 that Peter quotes? What is that, Matt? Like, oh, uh, on Pentecost? Yeah, on I think Pentecost. talks about Amos, right, and darkness and that whole deal. Well, he talks about the bones, the bones, the bones, the bones. Remember? Oh, where is it at? We should really prepare for this in the past. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, here it is. Um, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One see corruption. Remember that? Yeah. And then Peter says, well, that's David talking, but he can't be talking about himself, right? Because we have the bones of David. No, no. Uh, Have you got Acts chapter 2 there? Yeah. Could you read verse uh, 30 there, Acts chapter 2, verse 30? Sure. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God God has sworn with an oath to him, that he would set one of his descendants on his throne. He foreshaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Keep reading. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. There we go. All right. So so that's proof number one. It's what the scripture said was going to happen. Uh, and, and, and I'm thinking about, remember the story when John and Peter go down in the Gospel of John, and, and they look into the tomb, yeah. and, and what's their reaction when they look into the tomb? Well, amazement, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah. everything's neatly folded yeah, and, and everything. You can math through your fear and joy and, and all these emotions. Uh, and and, and what, what what tickles me is, is John's comment is because we did not yet understand from the scriptures yeah. that he had to rise yeah. from the dead. So in reflection, we should have known because it's what the scripture says. Good Jew that he was. Now, all right. So that I think t- that's a great point, though, John. That is Jesus? Did Jesus rise from the dead? Well, of course he did, because. The Old Testament scripture says he would. Yeah. Not so, said. Should have known that. Yep. Should have known He's that. alive. Okay. But now, uh, I'm not a Jew. You're not a Jew. We got a lot of people that probably aren't Jews listening to us. We're kind of modern skeptics. We want more than that. All right. So the scripture says it. But we need more evidence. We more, uh, Although it was interesting that Peter says of this, we are witnesses. So now read on. Because okay. here's proof number two that Jesus is resurrected from the dead. All right. Verse five. And then he appeared to Cephas. Then to the twelve. Then Who's he, Cephas, by the way? Maybe fill that in. Who's Peter? Cephas? Peter, yeah. Peter. yeah. Okay. Uh, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last- oh, 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 stop there. Stop there. I'm sorry. Because that actually gets to the third proof that I never thought of before. But So what's the second proof of that he's resurrected? Well, he's appeared to all these people, and then he starts enumerating who they are and how many there are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Jewish law said you had to have how many eyewitnesses? Just two. Right. How many have we got here? Well, we've got over 500. Yeah, yeah. So we got plenty of witnesses. Uh, I like the fact that some of them were still what? Alive. Which meant what? Well, that they could bear testimony to it, bear witness to it. Yeah. We, we saw Jesus. There he was. Play his day. Go talk to him. Go yeah. talk to him. Uh, um, in fact, you know, that was the one thing. Jesus actually didn't make that many appearances, but he made absolutely certain that there were plenty of people that saw that he was alive and well and physically bodily resurrected from the dead. Yep. All right, so that's proof number two. We got plenty of eyewitnesses. For all those skeptics out there, where you got the eyewitnesses? But then comes this third proof that I never thought of before, and it begins at that verse there, verse, where, where were we seven? At? Verse nine, verse nine. Okay, verse nine. Oh, and verse eight. I'm sorry, verse okay. eight. Because we did we get James and all the apostles? Okay, wait, wait, yeah, we kind of did. James, all the apostles. Okay, oh, and then verse, verse eight. eight. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. Though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Okay. So Paul says, here's the final proof. Me. I'm the proof. I'm the proof. Uh, How does Paul refer to himself there? It's one who is untimely born. So what, what did you know anything about that word, Matt? I mean, I'm, I'm throwing this at you because I, I obviously studied for this. You do that, don't you? When you preach, you generally yeah, study the scriptures. Try to, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just he is... He's not what you expect. I mean, he is. He was a persecutor of the church, like Paul says. Um, he wasn't a disciple, one of the first ones that Jesus called. That was pretty timely to be called directly, but he's called later. This is post-Pentecost even, when when Paul is finally called. And and what's neat there, the word there is really kind of an, an offensive word. I read one translation that says, I was an abortion. Oh, wow. It said, cause act, and that's probably too strong, but but it is it is a really harsh word. It means stillborn. It means uh, a miscarriage. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, and I want to be delicate about that because I know there are people that, that have experienced that. 
But, but I think Paul purposely chose that really, really harsh word because the point is Paul should have been dead. Uh, he was a persecutor of the church, like you said. So what God should have done, as God indeed says he will do to those that do not believe in him, God should have just killed him and sent him to hell. He should have been condemned. That's the operative word uh, that it says, that condemned along with the world, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11. See, that's what should But But no, he wasn't. Here he is. He's an apostle. And I never thought about this before. So how does that happen if Jesus isn't resurrected from the dead? How do you have a guy who's an avowed enemy of the church who mm-hmm. spent his whole life trying to kill Christians and all of a sudden now he is one of the apostles? How can that happen unless there really was a Jesus who rose from the grave and who confronted him in his sin? And, and, and I also got a new understanding, you know, because Paul all the time talks about, oh, I didn't go talk to Peter. I didn't go see those guys. And I often thought, well, that was kind of a statement of pride. But no, no, I, I realize it's a statement that Jesus is resurrected. So how would I have known this stuff mm-hmm. if I didn't go talk to the apostles? Well, that's because I was taught by the resurrected Jesus, see? So it never dawned on me before yeah. that, that there's the proof. Paul himself is proof. How could that happen how could you have an avowed enemy become a great leader of Christianity unless, unless Jesus Christ really has risen from the dead? I don't know of any other possible explanation. Do you? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, Paul would still be presumably persecuting Christians, yeah. right? Yeah. Because what they're, what they're following is worthless. It's a hoax. It's blasphemy. But no, it's more than that because Jesus is alive. It's the truth. Well, and if, and if if Jesus doesn't say, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me as you're heading to uh, 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 Damascus? Damascus? Yeah, then he's just going to continue being what he is. Yeah. Um, and I really like the way he explains this. Uh, uh, read that verse 10 again. I think that's just such a cool verse. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. Keep reading. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. So, so certainly we, we do need to be working. I, I, you know, as I reflected on my 40 years of ministry, Matt, I, I, that's probably something I should have done more, could have done better, was exhorting people, exhorting people, you know, to, to work and to love the neighbor. It is not an option. It, it's what is required. It's the fruit of faith. Um, but again, Paul says even that's what? That's... Even God's grace, just yeah, to work it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess if you know that you're a, a, a miscarriage, if that's what you are, if you're a stillborn, then you really do understand everything is by the grace yes. of God. If, if you comprehend that you're really dead spiritually, well, you're not going to do anything, right? What do dead people do? They can't do a thing, but but here by the grace of God, uh, Paul is what he is, and, and that's the third proof of the resurrection. And then I, I love this conclusion, because this, again, all of this is, of course, being personal to me. Uh, as I'm contemplating my retirement. But read verse 11. Whether then it was I or they, so we preached and so you believed. And, and I, what struck home with me is because as we were preaching this sermon, uh, Lyle Bittner, who will be my replacement there at Trinity in St. Paul, not here at Wrestling with the Basics. For those of you that might have been hoping there'd be a replacement <laughs> here. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I was thinking, yeah, so next Easter, he's going to be preaching. I'm not going to be preaching. Yeah. But it really doesn't matter whether it's I no. or they. That's beautiful, yeah. Yep, you That's believe. And, and and so here's the last fun thing I found in this text, so I'll just share with you. So the word here, preach, is is keruso, right? Mm-hmm. That's the normal word for preach. 
Um, uh, do you know the significance of the word Kairuso, or, or have you dealt with that? Yeah, uh, proclaim, preach, right? Pro- yeah. Proclamation. Yeah, that's the yeah. operative word, yeah. proclamation. So my, here's here, you can use this for your one of your sermons. So my uh, uh, proclamation, you're strapped into old Sparky, right? And they're about to execute you for your crimes, Oops. you know? And, and the phone rings, and it's the governor, and the governor says, you're pardoned. That's a proclamation. Yeah. See, it's not a speech. We're not giving speeches. We're telling people, here you are. You're saved. You're going to live forever. Jesus is resurrected. You're resurrected too. So that, that's a beautiful word. I preached and you believed. Our, anyone who's, whoever's preaching it, it doesn't matter who's preaching it. This could be another show than Wrestling with the Basics, but they're telling you about Jesus resurrected. That's a proclamation. But you know what? At the beginning, go back to the very first verse again. This is what surprised me. Sure. Okay, verse one. Uh, yeah. Now I remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you now stand. And what's interesting, it's, it, it says preach there in the English, but it's a different word. It's actually the word gospel. So what he literally says, now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel of which I gospeled you. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Uh, uh, And I hope and pray that in my 40 years of ministry, and I hope and pray that this will be said of you and me in this show, Matt, that every episode we have gospeled people. We have good news them. Okay. Lots of other goofiness as well. But but yeah, that there we talked about our sins and we gospeled you with the news that your sins are forgiven in Jesus Christ, the blood of the Lamb, as we talked about. That we've talked about doubt and, and how easy it is for us to question the Lord, and yet we've gospeled you uh with the fact that in the word the Holy Spirit will give and continue to give us faith. Um and of course the really cool thing is I thought about all those people that were there that Sunday because they've long gone and died. And I hope and prayed that for them and at their funerals that I also gospeled them. Good news their family with the fact that, yeah, they're dead, but someday they will rise again. So that was kind of my final Easter sermon. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share it with you, Matt, and with our listeners as well. Yeah, so, uh, thank you. Yeah, some, some great points. And yeah, no matter who it is, different pastors, it's always the same Savior, yeah, same gospel. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I never thought about the four. Paul, the very existence of an apostle Paul proves that Jesus had to be resurrected from the dead. Because how could that happen? Yeah, how could you have a guy who was a hater and a persecuted Christian, and then all of a sudden, yeah, are he supporting it? And I think of as it lists the James and then the twelve. Oh, yeah. How many of them lost their lives for the sake of the gospel? And again, if Jesus wasn't really raised, if they weren't convinced of that and saw it their own eyes, why would they be willing to die for it? Uh, but yet they were. Yeah, and, and so that's the same thing. Uh, and I know there's a lot of skeptics, and, and I guess it goes back to what we said before. It is simply the proof that we cannot believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or come to him uh, by our own reason or strength. We just we just can't do that. So I'm not surprised that there are skeptics. I'm not surprised at my own skepticism. I'm not surprised at my own doubts. Uh, but there you go. You just come back to the Word of God and, and uh, the Apostle Paul, who also acknowledged that he was the worst of sinners, and yet somehow he believed that there was a Jesus who was resurrected and a Jesus who had made him alive spiritually, and of course the beautiful promise that someday Jesus will make us all alive physically as well. Yeah, And, and for those of us who are... Who- deal with skeptics, yeah, I think they always come back to the resurrection, that proof. That's so very important. That's central. Yeah, I, I, I really like that, that. That it's of first importance. That really everything else will be taken care of. Yep. But if Jesus isn't risen from the dead, 
Um, well, then we have no hope. And it's interesting that later on in the chapter, shoot, <laughs> do we have time, Matt? First Corinthians, have you still got I it open there? Oh, <laughs> darn the luck. It is wrestling with the basics. Um, let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Verse 20. Let me close with Paul's words. Can all right, we do that, Paul? Perfect. All right. Are you, you got it? You got verse 20? No, no, you all right, go I've got it. All right. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, he says. The uh, first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. That's the uh, final statement right there. For words the of gospel, gospel for, for every single one of us. Hey, this has been Wrestling with the Basics.